Okay, it's live. Let me make sure the chat is going. Okay, looks like we're good. Muted and chat's up. Running out of real estate on my screen. Okay, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Counting down. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to episode 59 of the Roll Jump Media Podcast. I am joined on this beautiful Saturday once again by my co-hosts, Jose and Luis. And we are also joined by our good friend, Cassandra. What is up, guys? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, first Saturday of April. I didn't check if she's still here. She's probably <laughs> gone. I have too many Thank windows you. open. Okay. Happy Saturday. Nice to hear y'all's voices. All right, rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're planning to talk about Kirby and the Forgotten Land, how it's doing. Uh, review review wise, um, I had almost forgotten to include this in the podcast today, but thankfully Cassandra did remind me. Breath of the Wild two did get delayed, so we're going to be talking about that. E three twenty twenty two got canceled, so we're going to be talking about that as well. And PlayStation introduced is going to introduce new tiers to their subscription service, which we'll also be talking about. So pretty stacked this week. I know we missed uh, quite a few weeks, so we have a lot of a little bit of catching up to do. Before we get into that, though, guys, we haven't checked in our draft in quite a bit. You guys want to see how it's going? Let's go. Yes. I bet. Okay, so I'm here on the podcast screen. I mean, the, the draft screen. Let's see how things are going here. All right, so we're going to start with Jose. Jose's team, got to pick them all. Looks like three games were released for Jose. Um, Elden Ring has, is standing at a 95. Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which we're going to talk about. 85, which is really is also good. Uh, Tunic at an 86, which is even better. So Jose making the turnaround from last Ooh, uh, last year. <laughs> Nice picks. Dude, Elden Ring really helped me. Elden Ring ha gave you 31 points. Yeah. On its own. That's crazy. Cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad because I realized <laughs> that Breath of the Wild screwed me. Uh, oh, yeah. You can, you're probably going to have to replace that. Yeah, you'll have an opportunity to replace Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so 31 points from Elden Ring, 15 points from Kirby, and 16 points from Tunic, dude. 
solid releases at the beginning of the of the year. Gollum is coming to plummet my score. <laughs> and it's counter pick, so you're locked in, buddy. Where did Elden Ring get? Elden Ring, ninety-five. Hmm. That's insane. Vouch. I can vouch for that score. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went over this last time, but you counterpicked Dying Light 2, which was a good counterpick. It's only losing you six points. Oh, yeah. Unlike Kenna last year that took off, like, I don't know how many. <laughs> yeah. You counterpicked Kenna? Yeah, last last year. Next up, let's see how Cassandra's team's looking. Meowth Army. As we mentioned, Breath of the Wild 2 has gotten delayed, so Cassandra's going to have to replace that game sometime this year. Uh, three other games released for Cassandra. Triangle Strategy is the best one that she has released so far. It's at 83, has earned her 13 points. Uh, Sifu is at an 80. And it has earned her 10 points. And Chocobo GP is at a 66. <laughs> and has lost, her, yeah. has lost her 4 points. That is a that's cap right there. Chocobo GP, <laughs> best game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> We're all buying Wow, I didn't expect it to be that. I didn't expect it to be that low, honestly. Me neither. That's so sad. <laughs> need to look it up now. <laughs> you need to buy it and support it, Casana. <laughs> We're all buying it. We're all buying and streaming it. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you guys buy the stupidest games <laughs> and they're just sitting there. You That's don't even true. touch them. You know what? Let me go with that. Because I don't even Let's know what support Chocobo GP. <laughs> How about you just support Final Fantasy XIV and play with me? That'd be better. Is it free? Yes. Well, talk <laughs> me and Final Fantasy. It's a stream <laughs> announced now. We're locked in, boys. Literally, Google the game and like the top stories are like articles of Square Enix like apologizing for the grind <laughs> that you have to do. Oh, for uh, Chocobo or for Chocobo? Chocobo. GP. I heard that the microtransactions are really bad or were. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's another there article. So <laughs> many bad articles. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all of them are negative. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> yeah. All right. So total, you have 19 points as of today. Jose has 55. Dang. All right. Remember, my picks were all vibes, and y'all nasty boys. You picked. <laughs> Oh, this nerd game is gonna give me the best <laughs> points. You picked the biggest nerd game. 
I had to, I had, wait, who, me? Yeah. The Elden, Elden Ring? Ring, is it? Cassandra, you don't understand, last year I was destroyed. Yeah, I'm gonna get destroyed this year. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to win, I want to win. <laughs> Elden Ring is beloved by all. Mm. Nah. I haven't played it. <laughs> Isn't that by the girl? Did uh, Gurr really make that game? He did not make that game. <laughs> oh, I thought he made that game. I think the I don't know if he's the director or producer or whatever he is. Probably director. His name mm -hmm. is Miyazaki. So I didn't. I think he sense. wrote. He wrote for it, no. Yeah. So Miyazaki, I've heard that he kind of just gave him like instructions of what. Um, to contribute to the game, and then, and then the development team worked around that, kind of. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Two more teams to go over. We have my team next. We are at. I have two games released for my team. Um, it looks like one of them, one of the games, mega delayed, which is Stalker Two. Um, I believe they're affected by the Ukraine situation, if I'm not mistaken. How? Uh, I think their studio is somewhere in Russia, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Hmm. Let's see. Quick Google search just to make sure. Stalker 2, de Stalker 2 Developments. Stalker 2 development continuing after devs flee Ukraine from Game Rex. So, devs had to flee Ukraine. Okay, so they were located in Ukraine. Yeah, some devs were at least. All right. Wish them all the all the best and good health. Uh, back to the chat. Where did I leave the chat at? There it is. Okay. So for my team, uh, two games I got dra uh, got released. We have Horizon Forbidden West, which we went over, 89, on uh, Open Critic, which has gave, given me 19 points. And Dying Light 2 Stay Human did not do so hot, has given me 6 points with a critic score of 76. And I am currently sitting at 24 points. And then lastly, we have... Luis's team, he only has one Not game that has released so far. It is Gran Turismo 7, which is at an 87, which has given him 17 points. Isn't Advance Wars getting pushback? Advance mm. Wars also, yeah. Due to like coming the, back the war. I mean, it's it's coming um, it's coming out in April. Did, did they, they push it from the April date? Oh yeah, did they announce the new date? I don't. I, I haven't seen the new date. That's true. I have forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ragnarok too, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you said yesterday was a dangerous day. 
All right, so that's going to um, be a quick synopsis of where we're at. Big takeaway is that Jose is at a really big lead right now with um, really good games that have released for his uh, for his team. So well done, sir. Thank you. Because my phone sits this like that. <laughs> Wait, how many points do I have? You have 19 points. 19. Say yeah. Oh, should we go over stuff that we uh, are coming out? My bad, I forgot about that. Upcoming. Oh, the games? Yeah. So, games that are upcoming that are on our teams. Jose's, uh, and actually in, in like three days, Lego Star, Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga is going to come out. Uh, Chia, which is on Luis's team. It's estimated to come out in spring, but I guess there's not a solid date said. just yet. And then Stray was supposed to be for early 2022, but there has been no official date just yet for, for Cassandra. <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Most of these are like just estimates. <laughs> We're not yeah. going to come out. Honestly, by another three, I don't think it's coming out this year. I would agree. With how they did Breath of the Wild 2? Nah, maybe it's going to anchor the tail end of the year. We still don't know what's coming out at the end of the year. That's true. Pokemon. That is true. I mean, the Pokemon No one cares games. about that. I do. No one cares about Let's that. Let's go! Same recycle game over and over again. <laughs> and I'll still love it. <laughs> well, depends. We'll see how it is. When we get we into that NFT talk, developer. if they put in NFTs in there, they might they might lose you. NFTs? Yeah. Hell no. And one more thing I forgot to mention is that Cassandra, you're going to have to be replacing Breath of the Wild 2. So if you have a game right now uh, that you want to switch it out with, we can do that. Or if you need a, if you want to play, like wait a little while, see what's announced, and you want to take one of those games, you can do that as well. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. Nintendo, Nintendo did me dirty, so I'm gonna wait on them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Alright, so let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is what we've been playing. Uh, we are 15 minutes into the podcast, and we do have quite a few things to talk about, so let us keep this section as concise as possible, y'all. Alright, um, just really quick. Uh, well, I'll get started. Um, I, I've i been playing... Well, on the Switch, I played Metroid Dread. Completed that game. Awesome game, amazing game. I recommend it to everyone. Um, Can you say what your favorite part of it was without being super spoily? My favorite part? Or segment of the game? Uh, well, I've talked about it with a few of my, uh, with a few of you, uh, Ray and Andres. Uh, the ending, uh, I mm. think it was like the best part. 
uh, it's really cool. It really shows like Samus's character and personality. Um, and she's badass. So that was that's probably my favorite part. Excited for what's coming with the with the franchise. Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Yes, twenty twenty four. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I started playing Shovel Knight. Uh, finally, <laughs> it's been in my back catalog forever. Uh, so I've, I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, and then on my... Oh, and, and I played a Mario Kart, some Mario Kart uh, last weekend uh, with you guys. Um, tried the new courses. Um, we played a little bit yesterday as well. Um, what else? And I guess I've been like uh, playing some uh, 2DS. I'm still playing the uh, Sushi Striker, trying to pass the game. Um, again, it's just dumb fun. It's it's, it's a quick, um, it's it's a quick play kind of thing. Um, at night, I just grab it, play something, and, and go to sleep kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much been what I've been playing this past few weeks. Nice, nice. Mm, to my turn. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's basically just been Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Arceus. Um. And I think the last time we spoke, um, the last time we met for the podcast, that was my same answer. Um, nothing's really changed. Um, it's just it's a really, it's a nice game. I already passed like the, like the main you know, quest, the main story. Um, so now it's just completing the Pokedex, catching Pokemon. Um, and that's been really fun, um, especially for um, for me. Like, I, I like to, I'm a completionist. So I don't know, I'm always, I always want to catch, like, I mean, that's my goal, right? To catch everything and, and complete, like, all the little tasks for each Pokemon. And, um, and yeah, I've been I've been having fun catching Pokemon, getting some shinies. <laughs> um, oh, and yeah, it's 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 been fun. Um, it, I do want to finish soon, <laughs> just because I do want to move on to to other games. I really want to play um, um, what's Xenoblade uh, Chronicles two, just so I can get ready for the third game that's coming out. Mm. Um, and and just play other games as well. Um, and I've also been playing Mario Kart. Um, like Luis mentioned, um, we got together last last weekend and played some some of that um, new courses, new tracks, uh, and that was fun. Um, I don't know. I it's I haven't. I need to get used to those tracks because I suck. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's been fun. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle to have to wait for the others because they kind of show them to you like it's like dangling them in front of you and like you have, you have to wait till twenty twenty three to get them. But um, but yeah, it's 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 been fun. I've been taking it easy. Okay, that's solid. Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Luis since I don't I don't think he mentioned it, but. Next big game you're going to try to tackle after Dread? Eh, 
Well, I was actually thinking about uh, Xenoverse Chronicles 2, but uh, Jose's probably going to get on that. Hmm. Uh, we'll see, because we don't have Torna, like you said. So. Uh, that's true. Um, well, I but think... No, I don't know. I think, like, the sequence uh, from what I heard is, like, Xenoblade 2 into Torna is probably better right. than the other way around. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Mm. Which is basically, like, the... The, how they released. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so you also want to get oh, on no, the Xenoblade I, I train. Don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess so. But we'll see. Cool. And then, Jose, uh, if Scarlet and Violet are like uh, Arceus, but just a little bit more enhanced, would you be satisfied with the game? Or do you are you expecting like a huge improvement in one area or another? Uh, I hope it's I I mean, well, I don't know. I don't want to judge it based on the trailer. Um, but it looks like they are implementing like some features or aspects of Arceus. So I mean if they're able to somehow like combine the best aspects of Arceus with like the you know what the core games are known for, for like from previous games then um i'm be i'm be satisfied mm-hmm. um obviously there's a, a lot of issues that like fans have pointed out um, with the previous releases that i hope uh, game free addresses in these games um but uh, we'll see uh, they're still like on the um uh, I, I don't know i'm a little iffy on them <laughs> um Arceus was a good direction but um, hopefully they are able to like fix a lot of the things that fans um, have criticized. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. And I suppose I'll go next. Uh, let's see. On the Switch, as you guys have, I've also tried out the, the new Mario Kart courses. Um not too blown away by them. I mean, they're new courses, which makes things more fresh. But uh, that freshness has already worn out for me. After just what I played. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it just feels that way. Like, Yeah, they're new courses, but they're... The excitement has already worn off, which is weird. Excuse me. And um been playing... A little bit more Monster Hunter trying to catch up and get geared up to <laughs> to tackle uh, Sunbreak when it comes out. Um, Luis and I, we try to fight Apex Rathian. And I got one shot even after I leveled up. So I got a ways to go still. <laughs> yes. And then uh, that's pretty much that's on true. The Yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. And I guess the main game that I've been playing is Elden Ring. So Elden Ring, I don't think I've talked about it yet on a podcast. But man, this game's so fun. I think it's masterfully crafted so far of what I played. Um, what's funny is that my one of my chief complaints about Zelda is that I felt like I was getting bored after like playing it for a while. Um, granted, I haven't played a lot of, ne- not nearly as much uh, of Elden Ring as I've had Breath of the Wild so far, 
but I feel like I just like scratched the surface on like probably like five to five to ten percent of what the game has to offer. Not in terms of the size of the of the map, but just the content that's within it. As in like finding weapons, finding different types of enemies, fighting different bosses. Um, I really feel like I scratched just scratched the surface and. When I was adventuring out and about, like, for example, I went found, I came across this um, mechanism that took me down into some like really huge chasm with like its own sky and stuff. Like it was like dark, but it was like starry in a way, if I remember correctly. And I go down there and I have my pretty much starting weapons. And then I'm like, let's just see how far I can adventure in before. I gotta put my tail tail between my legs and get the heck up out of here, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I just go try to adventure, um, play it stealthily, like I tend to do, especially now since like I'm under leveled and I don't know what's what's coming up. And then I get past a couple of enemies, taking them out one by one, and then I go inside this like temple looking area, go upstairs, and there's like five ghoul like. Um, enemies that are kind of like grouped up and there's not really a option for stealth. So um, I take out my, my katana, I try to stealth one if I could, and then I try to uh, fight these guys. But man, like they were chunking me for my health, dude. Like I was, wasn't doing nearly as much damage as I thought. And I was like, you know what? Heck this, dude, I'm not ready. I got to get up out of here. I need to go back to that mechanism, go back to the top because I am not ready. So I freaking made a mad dash just like out of that temple back up and to the like the main area, which was like just one thing of like the handful of things that I've come across so far in this game. I can tell like other stories about things I've come across that are vivid in my mind, like uh, coming across these like monkey enemies that kind of like just lurk in in the forest and they'll just like lunge at you and and like uh impale you and do a whole bunch of damage or you just like run across a graveyard with where things will just like rise up and like they do a whole bunch of damage because they're like ghouls and goblins or whatever they are or skeletons and or you can just like go down into like a freaking crypt or whatever and, and at the end of the crypt it'll like have a weapon for you or they'll just be like booby traps and stuff like dude there's so much like creativity in this game it's kind of insane like based just off of that much exploration like the 10-ish hours i put into it i already have more like antidotes from like any other open world game i've ever played well except for skyrim probably but man this game is so dense and i'm i'm looking forward to playing it more and of course the bosses are really challenging which is something that's not really challenging like you can level up and like take them out with like overpowered weapons but how i'm playing it it has a challenge for me there i have to learn the mechanics which is also at my alley so it's taking a lot of the boxes that i like in in games wow yeah no wonder you were like well deserved when we're talking about how you got a 95. yeah yeah I don't know how they did it. I don't know how much time they spent put into this game, but it feels like this game should have taken like 15 years to make with how much stuff I've been li- I've been coming across. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Like and I think anybody can play it and have a good time about it. Like I ran across this uh YouTube channel 
and uh, she was talking about how she u- usually doesn't like challenging games. Like she likes um, easier games, like uh, simulator games. And she started playing this one, and just something about it, like the open exploration, and everything, like really engrossed her into it, which is interesting to hear that perspective of a gamer. I have to play it. Dude, I so suggest it. I think you'll have a good time. Like anybody. Do I everybody. have to touch? Do I have to touch <laughs> a non Nintendo control? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I retract my statement. She's gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> "Never mind." But if you can wait, like fence, dude, the ten years. The, the I was gonna say the pro controller is really good in your defense. What were you saying, Luis? Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say like, or you can wait like ten years until it's ported to the Switch. Yes. Through the cloud feature, or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's that's pretty much it for me so far. Uh, I'll pass it over to Cassandra. I haven't been playing any games. I'm sad. Just playing Mario Kart. I like the new tracks. But yeah, it's kind of crazy that they only give you a few of them and you have to wait like a whole nother, like, I'm guessing two full years. I feel like they're going to milk this until like holiday 2023. (laughs) Like, hey, buy Mario Kart 8 so you can get the last of these DLC tracks. Mm -hmm. That's just wild. I still have fun playing Mario Kart. I remember when playing this when it like first came out and I'm like, we're still playing this in the year 2023. (laughs) It's fun though. Yeah. I was asking Luis when we were playing yesterday, like, did they just release Link as the only DLC character? But he was talking about how they released that for the Wii U and then for the Switch they came out with like additional ones like the Animal Crossing ones or, or was or was that well, the Animal Crossing? Uh-huh. The Animal Crossing I think were in the the Wii U version as well. Oh, gotcha. I think the only new one yeah. was the Inklings. I think. Hmm. I'm wrong. Right. Yeah, I was like, man, I, yeah, just like the, the amount of content there is, but also if you look at it a different way, like adding characters wise, how much not content they've been adding on that front. It was kind of interesting to me how they kind of milked it for so long. Yeah, it's wild. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. People love Mario Kart. It's the people's game. It so is the people's game. It's a timeless classic. You're talking about how like anyone can play like a game. It's like Mario Kart. Anyone can play. Literally anyone can play a game. Yeah, it's so accessible. Exactly. You can't mm-hmm. do that with... I don't know. You said Elden Ring people have, have spoken well about it, but it's like with most games, you can't just like, hey, let me pop in and, and play this for a half hour, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, guys. So now that we got through what we've been playing, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at. Kirby and the Forgotten Land reviews really quick. Um, I've taken some scores from Metacritic, and overall, 
Kirby and the Forgotten Land has received an 85 on Metacritic and an 8.9 user score. So the user score is above the Metacritic score, which is usually a good sign. Here are some reviews. Um, the first one I have is from IGN Japan. They gave it a 90, and they said that the Kirby, the Kirby series has always offered fun with a wide variety of copy abilities, which proves to be a great match for 3D. The newly implemented mouthful mode that allows Kirby to swallow large-scale objects and the ability to level up your copy abilities are great fun. While the extra stage, stages that unlock after beating the main game are a bit of a disappointment, as a whole, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is an extra extraordinarily well-made 3D action game that celebrates our Pink Friends 30th anniversary in the best way possible. And then GameSpot, they said that Kirby and the Forgotten... Oh, they gave it a 90, first of all. And they said that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is one of the, those games that's hard to play without constantly having a silly smile on your face. It's far more than just a cute and charming platformer with colorful visuals, though. This is one of the best platformers on Nintendo Switch, thanks to its brilliantly designed stages and a dynamic arsenal of abilities that constantly shake up the moment-to-moment -moment platforming and action. And then lastly, we have Trusted Reviews that gave it an 80, and they said that Kirby and the Forgotten Land is an absolute joy to play. The dozens of copy abilities keep combat engaging right to the end, while the focus on collectibles and puzzles make up for the lack of intricate platforming. The low difficulty may put off older players looking for a challenge, and it isn't quite as ambitious as the likes of Mario and Zelda, but this is still a thoroughly enjoyable adventure that's brimming with charm. Right, so that's a synopsis of the reception from the critics. Um, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about this game? I do want to get it. I want to try it out. I've never played a Kirby game. Um, and I don't know. I feel like this is a good um, time to try it out. Um, so since I've never played a game, like I guess I don't have like much to compare it to. So um, I'll be going in just, you know, like as a new a new player. So whatever my experience is with that game, well, it's going to be my first impression <laughs> of, I guess, that franchise as a whole. Um, but I don't know. It looks fun. Um, I know they mentioned, um, they compare it to, like, it's not as, they, uh, in one of the reviews, they commented that it's not as ambitious as like Mario or um, or uh, Zelda. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. They say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah, maybe they weren't aiming for that, you know. <laughs> True. Um, uh, but um, but yeah, I want to try it out. But it, I'm I'm happy that it's getting good reviews. I'm happy that the people are are enjoying it. Um, that means more more Kirby games. I think that yeah, was well it looks cute. Yes, <laughs> it looks very adorable. Um, uh, well, yeah, like going, going. Um, well, adding to what Jose said, uh, uh, he did say like um, 
it, it's not as uh, as ambitious, uh, it, or it might not be as ambitious as like a Mario or, or Zelda, like that jump. Um, mm-hmm. But it is like a jump, nonetheless. You know, and it, it's it's kind of exciting uh, to see um, like change in in these types of franchises because um, it does open the door to to new audiences. Um, but yeah, from what I've seen of the game, like I said, I haven't really, I, have, I haven't played any Kirby game. Um, I think I, I tried the, I think it was the SNES on the, the SNES game. I don't remember what it's called at the moment. Right. I think I tried it with the, the mini, the SNES mini. Um, and it, it, you know, it's, I, I feel like it didn't grab me. I don't know if it's because it's an older game or, or if it's uh, 2D. I don't know. Or maybe I didn't give it like a try. But uh, this does, it does look fun. Uh, and I do, I see like a lot of, of like Mario there, like uh, a little bit of Odyssey and, and like 3D World. And I enjoy those games. So I, I feel like I would enjoy this game as well. So yeah, I, I'm probably like, I'm not going to buy it <laughs> yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping I, it so I can play it. Because um, I'm broke. Self inflicted. <laughs> Self inflicted. <laughs> yeah, and I also saw um, I saw some people streaming it, and it looks like there's a platforming time trials or something like that in the game, and those look pretty fun. Like cool. you have to like avoid enemies, get to the goal at the end. There's different ones, mini games too. Looks cool. All right. All right. Next up, let's see what we got on the docket. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, Breath of the Wild. Oof, heartbreak. Yeah. So we all saw that Nintendo had officially delayed Breath of the Wild 2 to spring of 2023. Uh, we still do not have a specific date on that just yet. Uh, Alnuma came out and addressed everybody using the the monochrome backdrop, which usually means bad news. And um, we did get a little <laughs> bit more footage, though. I mean, we got a, a little bit more of a glimpse of no. Link. <laughs> and the sword, so... I'm gonna be real. As soon as he was like, it's delayed, thank you. I I exited so quick. So I didn't even see any of that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see that either. I didn't see any yeah. footage. I was like, I'm done, bye. I wonder how Actually, many fans like did that. Like, they just don't know. I was like, what? Yeah, Um. so our, our other friend, Andres, put it in the chat. Um. Like very early in the morning, <laughs> and <laughs> like I woke up uh, for work and I saw it, and I think it was like the Instagram um, post that they had put, um, and that's all I saw. Like I just saw that, and I, I I didn't bother to see like I don't know any video or footage or whatever that they had attached to it, um, and like that legit ruined my day. And I think I put it in the chat. I'm like my rate, my day is ruined. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. And yeah, like I don't know. It was like the first time in in a long time, if there ever was any time, where I was like annoyed <laughs> by Nintendo. Like I was like, "You guys are so annoying." <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I don't know. And, and I, I was telling Luis, like, why, why do, why do these companies release or like set a, a release date only to move it? You know, like, just say it's coming in soon or something. You know, like, like Metroid Prime uh, Four. You know, um, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I was so annoyed with Nintendo, but um, I didn't see any footage. I didn't bother to check any of that. <laughs> It's it's a really short like clip. It's worth looking at, I would think. You guys didn't see Anuma's new haircut? Oh yeah. No, <laughs> no one cares. You haven't given us a name. <laughs> you give me like five seconds of like the sword. Okay, bye. Right? Like they, come back uh, when you have something real to show. They can't even share the title, but they're pushing it back a whole year. It's like so. Then give us like what are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like, I don't want to be those toxic, like, fans. Like, give it to me now, release yeah. it now, because that's why. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because there was people, like, commenting under the post. They were like, here come all of the Nintendo fans with the Miyamoto quote. With the about, quote, like, yeah. The bad, <laughs> the bad game lasts forever. I don't know. You know the quote. You know the quote. Yeah. yeah. But it's like everyone uses that excuse for Nintendo, and it's like, no. okay. <laughs> How many years has it been? Five years. Five years. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think of ways to defend them, but yeah, no, I can't. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess you. you, I feel like it. It was part of like the whole pandemic thing. Um, and but I like I'm starting to think like maybe it's like. Uh, strategical, more like where where they want to release it, because uh, this like year it's pretty stacked. So I don't know if, if I don't even know like if they're pushing it because like they still have a lot of work to do, which I I, I assume they do, right? They they, they still want to work on it, but uh, at this point uh, it, it kind of feels like they they're just moving it to uh, to maximize like sales maybe. Avoid competition. Maybe I don't know. Because yeah, I mean, it's, mine too. it's been a while, dude. And like Horizon, right? Horizon Zero Dawn came out like around the same time, Breath of the Wild, 2017. And the sequel for that game is already out. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this year it came out. They went through the same. Well, I don't. I don't want to say like the same processes, because it is like a different studios and and like I, like I said like the pandemic I feel like Japan was kind of more strict with like regulations and things like that but I don't know it's very it's very sus yeah I just looked up real quick the quote from Onuma um, did a quick Google search. Uh, Nasdaq.com has it for us. It says, in order to make this game's experience something special, the entire development team is continuing to work di- is continuing to work diligently. So please wait a little longer. That's how they phrased it. A whole year, though? <laughs> they better add Zelda playable or something. <laughs> Man. Multiplayer. What E3 was weird. it? What E3 was it where they did the the tease? Yeah, 
That was, was 2019? 2019. 19? 19? That was, yeah, 2019. And then... Good. And we haven't gotten <laughs> much of anything. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get anything until last year, no? Yeah. No. Was yeah. it last year? Uh, That's it? weird. <laughs> no, I think last year they were like, sorry, we're pushing it back. Oh, yeah, 2020. No, because 2021, we did the reaction, remember? And you guys took off work for the E3, not to put Swat in the Wound. And they just showed <laughs> that little clip at the end, remember? When we oh, reacted. Yeah. They canceled E3 because Breath of the Wild was pushed back. <laughs> Based. <laughs> Dude, legit, I think that's not far-fetched because, like, the time they put in 2016, when that was, like, the showpiece for Nintendo... I wonder how many people mm-hmm. were just interested just to see how Breath of the Wild looks in E3. Maybe. Because isn't Sony not do E3 anymore or something like that? Right. Yeah, Sony Sony's out since last year, I think. Or two years ago. I don't know, but they better like compensate with Zelda stuff this year. Mmm. At least. Some of the dialogue I've seen on social media is like, it's a gi- like almost a given. Like, oh, don't worry. We'll get something Zelda this year. Like, mm. That's what people said for the anniversary. And look what they've been doing. <laughs> don't speak on that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but they have been releasing like a Zelda game every year for like the past, what, like, Six years? Five years? And I remember Anuma saying, like, that was his plan. Like, releasing at least like, one game every year. One Zelda game every year. Hmm. So I'm thinking we might get the Surprise HD Zelda. ports. Surprise or, Zelda. Like, Zelda game. Um, no, Mario Minish Cap. Zelda. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that'd Zelda. be cool. Zelda as a driver on Mario Kart 8. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Nintendo will do. They're gonna be like, "Please play with Zelda." Man, that Retro Studios cheek game. Oh my yeah, they, gosh! They listened specifically to Ray, and they were like, "We listen to your podcast, Ray, so we're gonna do exactly <laughs> what you say, and maybe you'll stop talking <laughs> shit about it." <laughs> At this point, it's like unconsciously, I just like. Form sentences that throw shade at Zelda. Breath of the Wild <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Who hurt you? Why are you like this? <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, but not Zelda. True. That's true, right? Yeah. What's your it, problem? It never did anything to me. I mean, <laughs> it's a. I got fifty to sixty hours of gameplay out of it, and I'm still mad. I don't know why. You're a hater. And then you talk about, I love open world games. And it's like, <laughs> you hate on Zelda so bad. But something, the about, something about the open world game of, of Breath of the Wild compared to something else like Skyrim or Elden Ring. It's different. It's different for some reason. And I have so much Don't fun compare. in that compared to that. Don't compare. That's your problem. Life will be nicer if you don't compare. <laughs> <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, with this delay, guys, uh, 
what are your what well this is for Cassandra. What are your chances of, of being interested in Xenoblade in September? Did it raise? What? Your interest in Xenoblade <laughs> since you have to worry about Zelda? Crumbs? That's random. Cassandra <laughs> <laughs> has expressed no interest at all. <laughs> if that is Nintendo's strategy, I'm sorry, but y'all are wrong. Please, I think we cannot fix the hole in my heart by just throwing some random ass game. No. But it's a weeb game. No. Okay. I kind of just threw it out there just to see. I don't know what I was thinking, really. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like Zelda or nothing. It's not a Nintendo property. It has to be Zelda. The only thing we'll I'll that. play, I'll finish Metroid Dread. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please, please do that. Over the summer. <laughs> That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. We need a standalone Tingle game. There is one. If that well, sells more than Dread, just a standalone Tingle game selling more than Dread, I'm going to be salty. Salty, let's I do say. it. Nintendo, let's go. <laughs> there is a standalone Tingle game. Well, for the Switch. Mm. Ports. I'd buy like Ports. 50 copies just so to get those sales. <laughs> just to buy bread. That'd be cool, though. Ray over there shaking his head. He's like, how dare you? <laughs> Dude, honestly, I feel like Nintendo could release a standalone game for like almost any character in Zelda and it'd be interesting. Epona. I've always wanted a game to like focus on Epona. Aww. Like, you know how Skyward Sword kind of made the Master Sword like its own character with a... Oh. A like I've always wanted like Epona backstory or like why is Epona like the chosen hero, like the horse. Hero horse you know or i wanted up on to have like a bigger role but alas here we are i heard people now now since people have nothing to do all they do is create theories <laughs> and they're talking about fee being in this game mm. there's a lot too yes Hmm. I mean, maybe? Because you know how they're messing with time? And so they're like, well, maybe it's like like a convergence of all the timelines or something. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I think I did. I did um, read like an article or like a tweet or something. Um, that apparently like the Master Sword like is broken. And like you have to go and collect the pieces or something like that. Hell I don't know how accurate nah. that is. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know they release the title, they'll give it away. So. The Broken Master Sword. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. But and actually, that could, be, that could be true. Maybe Fee does come back. Because, I mean, they do... They do bring back Skyloft or, like, the sky, you know, the skies. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, they did release the 
the port. It's Coward Sword. And I don't know if that was just because that was the next one. And I mean, it, it was the next one, but the timing, I don't know. Maybe they have something up their sleeve. This is their job. I'm sure that they they got something really <laughs> special for y'all or for us. You didn't even get Dude, you didn't I even try to hide that for incident. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I didn't do that intentionally, I promise. Man, <laughs> what if this game is like like now I'm thinking about it. Like, what what if it's way more exp exp expensive than what we think it is? You know, like mm -hmm. like we've we've explored the land, you know, and what if they're like adding so much more, like in the sky and so much? Bro, maybe it's like know. a starting to get excited, and I don't want to because you know you know how big the the map is, right? In Breath of the Wild, maybe there's like a whole other map for the skies. That's just exactly that's what I'm know? talking about. Like now they're going horizontally. Hours. I mean horizontally, vertically. <laughs> also in hell. <laughs> There's something about adventuring and fighting in like a uh like a structure that's high up in the air that gives me a lot of adrenaline and it makes me, it's really fun to me. Just like in, in um Skyward Sword, when you're like at the uh, towards the beginning, you can kind of just look off to the side, or actually everywhere in Skyloft, you just look off to the side, and it's just a big old drop. I feel like that's mm -hmm. that's so fantasy and it's so cool. I need it. I just hope. Twenty twenty three. Spring, so probably March. No doubt. Well, actually, yes, doubt, but March would make sense. <laughs> Y'all ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Aye, aye. All right, next thing on the list. You could say that E3 got delayed as well. <laughs> so E3 2022 ain't happening this year. It's going to come back in 2023, according to the ESA, Entertainment Software Association. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read their statement of this uh, cancellation for 2022. And here we go. E3 will return in 2023 with a reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and in industry innovations. We previously announced that E3 would not be held in person in 2022 due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today, we announced that there will also be no digital E3 showcase in 2022. Instead, we will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. We either enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite devices. The 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all new format and interactive experience. We look forward to presenting E3 to fans around the world live from Los Angeles in 2023. Look for more news and announcements soon. So that's their official statement. Um, looks like they do intend on keeping E3 relevant, which is, I mean, I think it's a good thing overall. What do you guys think? 
Yeah, I think mm -hmm. for me, it, it's. I mean, it is a bummer that we won't get E3 this year. Because, I mean, E3, it's sort of like the, you know, the gaming event, you know? Where right. you, you look forward like the the announcements, like trailers. Um, but I guess, like, I feel like, for example, last year's E3 was a little weak. Um, um, and, I would go farther and say it was bad. <laughs> what would you say it was? But it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like it was horrible or it was like dreadful. Oh no. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah, point. and like a lot of the a lot of the um what's it called? Like the conferences of um uh, some of the companies were they were horrible, like <laughs> um they were boring, like and mm -hmm. I feel like there's there wasn't like I don't know if maybe because it was like brand new to everyone, like it was like a digital kind of thing. Um but but yeah, like there were very few highlights from like the different companies. Um, so like, hopefully they can work on it and, and actually plan out how to do this thing um, to be like a, a more entertaining event for, for like the fans. And um, so, you know, in a way I think it's, it is a good thing. Uh, we'll probably have like conferences from like the different, the different uh, um, companies and developers anyways, like, uh, on their own kind of thing um and i mean we'll get like surprises there i guess and we have like the summer game fest still going oh uh, yeah but we don't want we don't we don't talk about him <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about jeff mr keely yeah the only the only thing I want to say to Keeley is, can you like not wear such bulky shoes? Like it throws off his whole fit. Like it needs to be slimmer. <laughs> he looks like a clown. No, okay. Interesting yeah. observation. It, it makes me a, it no. makes me a little upset that yeah. he does not it doesn't fit his whole outfit. Like he's good until it gets to the shoe game. Like they're new shoes, but they just don't go with the fit. We're gonna. I need some photo evidence. You need to like put that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like you mentioned it, and then like I immediately like okay, yeah, you're right because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's the shoes. Um, I don't know. I like. You know, I like his passion. He's passionate about video games. It's cool, mm -hmm. but like, dude, like take a seat, dude. Like put other people to talk. You're always you always want to be there. You know. <laughs> I get that. But anyways. Yeah. What do you mean? Like he takes up too much space? Is that what it is? <laughs> like I feel like he likes the attention of like, hey, I'm presenting this big game. Hey, let's go look at it. And then you know, like I don't know. Um like for I, I think of like uh, a game awards I think it was like when Reggie announced Bayonetta three, ooh, like <laughs> a while back, twenty seventeen I think. Like mm -hmm. you, he was there. You know, talking to Reggie, and he's like, "Oh, we got a new big game from Nintendo." Blah blah. He doesn't care about Bajanena. Like, dude, <laughs> you don't. You haven't even talked about it. You know, like he's all about like Kojima and Elden Ring. I don't know. Like he he does it because he wants the big, like the big scoop kind of thing. You know, I feel like. Mm. Um, and he's always at the events, and it's like, and yeah, you know, he's you know giving a platform to to developers and and. 
and having them talk about the game. But he's always there, you know, like <laughs> he, right. he has to be there. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of annoying sometimes. Like, I don't know if he's, he does it because of like, again, like the attention of, of 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 wanting that big announcement be presented by him. Um, like sort of like, oh, I, I kind of made this happen or, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll with strong opinions about Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like... Well, I mean, I've told you, I told you, I kind of don't like him. Because I think um, <laughs> oh, when geez. that announcement that E3 was canceled... Um, uh, yes. He's always throwing, like, shade. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He, I think he followed up with, like, a tweet, like, with a winking face or something. No, or, yeah. or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> get it. I think he's made his whole personality about like being that game awards guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. what what did he do before that? I he's, he's made um comments before as well about it's always like in like around the same time as when E3 like announces something or I don't know what it was uh last time. Um was he like a video game commentator like the way that Stephen A. Smith does like sports? Is that what it is? He, he was one of those original like dudes, like when they used to like broadcast, um, like video game coverage sites on, on TV and stuff, and that was like a popular way to consume it. <laughs> like he would be have segments on there, like I think it was GTTV or something like that, and he would be part of that. He kind of just grew into his own personality. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. But I was gonna say earlier that I I kind of I understand like him wanting to be the face of it in mm -hmm. a way because like he he's like the 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 head of this that that plans it out like months and months in advance and he has to actually reach out get the developers to be on board and all that so in my opinion yeah. he's doing a lot of legwork to make it all happen but oh, I can understand sure. how he's like can can like take a little bit of a chill like just let the game shine a little bit more rather than you having to insert your face before and after every time something yeah. cool gets announced exactly but, um, yeah i mean i kind of do like how after a game gets announced he does bring like the face of it it's the face of somebody to like mm -hmm. talk about their game but it's like it right. feels so contrived though like they only have like exactly. 30 seconds to talk about it like ugh, it especially like bad. at the game awards it's like Hey, yeah, tell us about your game. All right, let's go to the next um, <laughs> next award. You know, it's like, dude, what? All right, off the stage now. Here, we're done with you. Yeah, next like, thing. all right, move on. Let's move on. Yeah. It's, like, it's hilarious because yeah. I saw, like, on Reddit, some, they were talking about the Oscars and, like, the whole fiasco and how, like, ratings are down for the Oscars. And someone was like, they need to make their show more like the Game Awards because the Game Awards <laughs> has, like, 80 million viewers or something like that. And I was, and then everyone started like roasting them. They were like, <laughs> the only reason people watch the Game Awards, they're like, they're like commercials for games, you know? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's literally all it is. Like you said, they kind of just like, boom, here's one, and then they don't even give you time to breathe before they're like, boom, here's another one, and it's always like the guy just there, like, look at this yeah. new exclusive, you know? Like it's, it's just wild. And it's funny because like I, f I feel like the Oscars did feel like the Game Awards are a little bit more that um like the game awards this year because it's like um they presented certain awards 
like outside of the the actual yeah. show. Mm. The Game Awards does that for the pre their their pre um awards show, I guess. And even during um, they do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they they I, f- I felt like the Oscars did a lot more um uh, marketing for uh, movies like oh, I guess Disney. Um, during like Chris, Chris Evans coming out like after the the guy who won um for Coda or yeah Coda right. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed like a clip of Chris Evans saying, "Oh, congrats to uh, I forget his um the the actor's names," and then it's like. Here's a, a new look at my new movie, Lightyear, and then they show like freaking Buzz Lightyear, and it's like what? Yeah. Like, and it's very, I mean, it's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt, I feel like it's way more on your face this year, which I feel like the Game Awards is pretty much that, you know. And a lot of people see the Game Awards as that as just another marketing event to see new games. It's all about content. No one cares about. The human touch anymore. You see? I've been telling y'all for years. Content <laughs> is a curse. But yeah, um, but yeah, it sucks <laughs> that E three was was cancelled. Oh, hopefully they, <laughs> Yeah, back to the topic. Um uh, hopefully they do improve on it. Um because I, I know the ESA has done like weird things. Like uh, like, like my information is compromised. Like my stuff that I registered with 2019, it's out on the internet. People can uh, find exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Like that whole thing, you know, like how irresponsible was that, you know? And mm-hmm. and obviously there's like a, like I under, in that way, in that sense, I understand like Jeff, you know, he's, he throws shades at the ESA and I, I feel like sometimes it's well discerned because it's very... They, you know, they did, they did um have that leak, you know, like the whole information and and uh, location. I think, uh, and fa- I think it was like the, it was like um, like banking information, right, or something like that as well. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Um, but hopefully, they do improve, and it it just makes up for a better event. Yeah. Uh, I'm like fifty fifty on it, dude. It can go either way. Mm-hmm. I hope it goes the way of like actually listening to, um, the people, the actual media that's getting fed up with the E3 because they want to make money, getting all these people to come to E3, and it's mm-hmm. hampering their ability to actually do their job because there's so many long lines and added pressures of so many people at the venue, and. The gamers like we stand in lines for forever just to play a demo, and then the day is pretty much over. So mm-hmm. nobody at the end of the day is really happy, like at the, with its current standing. So that's true. They got a lot of stuff to work on. All right, so. Uh, this may be our last talk of, topic. It may not. Depends how long it goes. But PlayStation has uh, revealed that they're going to be adding new tiers to their PS Plus to their uh, their subscription service, uh, PS Plus. So let's go ahead and go over their, those tiers real quick, shall we? These tiers are going to be released with an update uh, scheduled for June 2022, and there's going to be three tiers. 
So the first one is going to be PS Plus Essential. And PS Plus Essential is basically what we have right now with PlayStation Plus. Uh, customers are going to be getting monthly PS5 and PS4 downloadable, downloadable games and exclusive discounts, cloud storage, and online multiplayer access, which is BS that we're getting forced to pay for online since we have to pay service providers. That's, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be... Uh, the initial tier that's going to be fifty ninety fifty nine ninety nine a month or ninety nine or nine ninety nine a month, um, like it is right now. Next up, these are going to be the news tiers. The next one is PS Plus Extra. Um, it's going to have the perks of the PS Plus Essential tier. Plus, you'll be able to down uh, you'll have access to a downloadable catalog of nearly four hundred PS Five and PS Four games. So in addition to the regular um, access, you'll be able to download even more games, PS5 and PS4 d- games, to uh, to access, basically. Um, that's going to be $14.99 a month or $99.99 a year or 100 bucks. And then the top of the, uh, the top subscription is going to be PS Plus Premium. You're going to be able to get everything in the previous version, as well as stream PS3 games, um, as well as have access to PS1, PS2, and PSP game catalogs for download and streaming, and you'll also have access to time-limited game trials. The pricing for that is going to be $18 a month or $120 a year. So, yeah, so they announced this. Um, people were thinking that when they announced it, it was going to be a competitor to Xbox Game Pass. And essentially, it really isn't that. Um, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's giving PlayStation gamers more options to like have access to more games through a subscription service. But you're not getting games day, uh, day on day like one. when it releases, like Xbox is doing. And... So people are kind of lukewarm warm on it to be kind. So the question I guess uh, I give to you is, yeah, what do you think about it? Um, I don't know. I, I was going to say, like, it kind of sucks that, like, when you mentioned the, the, the last year, what was it, premium? Premium. PS Plus premium. Like the whole, like the PS3 catalog, the uh, PS1 PS2 and PSP, right? They said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that it's locked behind this, the, the higher tier. Mm. Um, that you wanna you wanna get those games or you wanna play those games, you have to get the premium. Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, because uh. like if, if you if you hear it, like oh, it's a hundred and twenty. It's 120, 125 for the for the premium. For the premium, premium is one hundred and twenty dollars a year if you pay it lump sum. Right, like that sounds like a lot. I mean, I guess it's a lot of money, right? But like monthly, it's not as bad as I guess. So I mean, it's it's doable. Um, but I don't know. I feel like they 
I feel like it's it gets complicated with all these tears and um and and yeah and, and like <laughs> it could yeah and and like you said like the, I, the, we all thought it was gonna be like a competitor to like Game Pass right and but yeah like the fact that you won't be able to get the games day one uh, it it really isn't then you know because <laughs> that's like the big thing about Game Pass yeah. That you can get like this game's day one and other games, um, and and you can play them, but not not with this, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, for now, I think I'll just stick with the the normal one, which yeah. is what I have right now. Yeah. Um, the only scenario where I would like go for a premium subscription it's not going to be for a whole year i'm sure i'm pretty sure it would just be like for a month was mm-hmm. would be if they dropped a ps1 ps2 psp game i don't have and it's hard to buy physically and i want to play just it to play it mm-hmm. i'd pay the 18 dollars for that month just to play that game but yeah what a it was it was so underwhelming when I saw that. Like, uh, this is so like run of the mill. Like, of course you're gonna mm-hmm. do something like this kind of deal. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was on the same day. Um, Breath of the Wild Two was delayed. Huh? Uh, I think so. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, talking about Nintendo being the enemy here. None of these companies are 100%. They're not our friends. Just give us the games. Yeah. <laughs> you make the games, we give you money, and don't screw us over. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, also, a lot of people are go- are giving bl- blowback on PS3 game streaming, how it's not going to be downloadable. You have to stream it using... You have to stream it, huh? Yes. So, wow. <laughs> the Heavenly Swords that I like to play, the if it, I guess Uncharted, whatever games, or any other game gems like maybe Vanquish. I think Vanquish got re-released, but there are some really good mm-hmm. PS3 games that are just man. They just they just got stuck on hardware that's just hard for. Um, it takes a lot more effort to actually translate that into a game that can be downloadable so it's stuck on streaming which is unfortunate mm-hmm. it's the future of gaming the future of gaming how depressing yeah so yeah <coughs> xbox took a major dub here like they also like give you like upscaling on on certain backwards compatibility games like oh yeah we're going to upscale this to 120 frames 60 frames we're going to make the graphics better as well like dude i yeah. want that give me that man give me that for jack and daxter make it better <laughs> don't make it worse with more releases where i have to go back to the ps2 one to get the best experience like dude show me <laughs> But yeah, overall, 
Bummer. Bummer for me. It seems like you guys are not too hot on it either. Well, I think it's just the in the way the industry is shifting. Um, and it's, it's only not, well, I don't know if it's natural, but it's from a business standpoint, it's just, it's the natural way to go, you know? Um, mm. But it sucks. It does. It sucks that they're suck. all going to streaming and it's like you're, you're risking your own physical library for these streaming services. Where it gets to a point, like you said, some games are too expensive to buy on their own now. Like, mm-hmm. it just makes you think of movies and, like, movies that are, like, lost. Because you can't really, mm-hmm. like, access them anymore. And a lot of the streaming services don't offer movies that are, like, from, like, you know, pre-1980s or something. So it's, like, it's going to happen with games, too. It just, it seems inevitable. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I thought of right now is like for games, there's not that many as many options for streaming. Like it's kind of segmented pretty well. Like for movies, like it gets annoying when you're like, okay, I want to stream this movie. And then it's like, oh, you got Hulu, you got Fubo, you got HBO Max, you got Disney Plus, you got Amazon Prime, you got Netflix. Like you got to find it and it and hope that it's there. And if it's not there, it just probably got delisted or something temporarily or permanently i don't know it's strange these streaming services is a lot of good but uh. but that's how it started we had netflix was kind of like it for a while Mm -hmm. and then everyone wants their own piece of the pie right like all of the like the studios like they started buying up like like streaming services like amazon amazon hasn't haven't they bought like movie studios and you have like hbo doing their own thing like, I just see it, like, what if some studios start doing that on their own? They're like, I want yeah, my think. games to be only through my service, you know? Ooh, yeah. Like, Ubisoft and, like, uh, Rockstar kind of thing. Do their, oh. their own thing. Yeah. Dude, that's going to get weird. Yeah. And ugly. <laughs> well, I mean, you had the whole um, Xbox buying all those... All those... um. Studios. What, what is it? Yeah, the studios. Um, the Call of Duty. Uh, what is it? Activision. Um, uh, Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. Yeah, right. and like a lot of people were like panicking, like, "Oh, uh, you're not gonna take away Call of Duty from us, right?" Like, you know. Um, <laughs> and I feel like right now, maybe not, but it's like I see a lot of people when when that was announced i saw a lot of people were like oh sony go buy capcom you know uh, sony you need to buy this you need to buy that and it's like the the wars are starting you know and it's like i don't know at what at what point are are you know these companies going to be like okay well let me buy all of this and then just make it exclusive to my um console you know, or my software um, right hardware sorry um and i don't know it's just We'll see. We'll see where, where all of this takes us, but it's very, it's very sus. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the indies, man. The indies that are getting their hustle going. That's what I was just thinking. And like for games, I feel like it's much easier to just be like, hey, 
not easier, but you still see that there's like a vibrant indie community. Even though I am so guilty of like during Nintendo Directs, I'm like, oh, it's an indie showcase. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it shouldn't be like that because there's a lot of cool games out there. Right. We're, I'm sure we're all guilty of it. Yeah. But yeah. We can like we can get into like a whole conversation about this, like because you also like you can think about like I feel like a lot has to do with like triple A gaming, and you know we've talked about like all this like cinematic big games, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like that's what that's what people want now, and like Ugh. these studios, they're like, well, we don't have like two studios working on these two games. We need more and more. We gotta buy the studios and have right. them work on the game, and, and it just encourages them to to grab studios and have them work on this triple a game and and yeah it, it becomes like a whole like what i said like a war kind of thing trying to outdo each other mm-hmm. you know and, and trying to release a triple game every i don't know three months or every month right and, which like i feel like that's why nintendo isn't really into like that whole conversation like they release I guess big games because they're like popular and, and, but I feel like they they don't really. It's not, they don't really um. Take a, as much time to make, um, like let's say a, a Last of Us, you know, like. Trying to think of a story and then like the graphics and, and mm-hmm. all these things. Right. Capitalism. Yeah. You know what I think is a lost art a little bit now? Um, probably the last mm-hmm. game I kind of played it like it was Hellblade. A game that's mm-hmm. short, yes, but it prevent it has good gameplay, it presents a good story, but you don't need nearly as much budget to actually make it. And you set the pricing at a point where customers are like, oh yeah, for this experience, I'm willing to pay $19.99 or $24.99, $29.99, rather than the full $69.99 or $59.99 uh, that... Like common right now, because with Hellblade, I love that game. I love that game as much as the AAA game, even though it's shorter. So, just like pushing the boundaries in that direction as well would probably like help out the fixation on AAA seventy dollar games as well. But that's right. my opinion. No, yeah, like short games aren't bad. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like people think like if you don't spend thirty hours or more in a game, it's it's not worth it or it's not mm-hmm. it's not a a goaty contender. I'm getting right. heated, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, I think the there's just a formula that's working right now. For like a like a lot of the genres, there's not much deviation from the ver- the most successful ones. Right. All right. Well, let's see. It's eleven fifty one. I don't want to keep you all longer with another lengthy discussion. I feel like we discussed quite a bit on this podcast, so. And we'll call it right here, guys.
so everybody that has tuned in has turned has tuned into our shenanigans and our thoughtful conversations we have been roll jump media we uh, talk about video games and the video game industry things that are going on within them games that we are playing etc etc uh, if you'd like to join our community uh, please go ahead and subscribe to us or just go ahead and follow our uh, our channel uh, we love talking about video games we love to hear your comments and your impressions on the things that we think or what people are saying out on the internet so feel free to join our community here. Thank you very much for watching. And before we head out, do my guests and co-hosts have anything to say to our audience? Thank you uh, for tuning in. Yes, thank you. It's always fun talking about games and going on tangents <laughs> about the evils of the industry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.